Welcome listeners to Dark Whispers, where we journey into the unknown and explore the world of the supernatural. In each episode, we'll uncover chilling stories, unearth mysteries, and discuss the unexplained. Prepare to be captivated by the supernatural. Whisper 1, Pluckley Village. Pluckley is a village in Kent, England. While it is relatively small, it is classified as the most haunted village in Britain with at least 12 recorded hauntings. There have been many tragic deaths in the village. The odd concentration may be due to the location of the village in terms of magnetism in the ground. Paranormal activity is believed to flourish in areas of strong geological magnetism. References to Pluckley can be found in the Doomsday Book of 1086 on page 13, and which time it was a more significant settlement than the now considerably larger town of Ashford. Pluckley had an entry in the 1989 Guinness Book of World Records for being the most haunted village in Britain, with 12 different ghosts reported. The category is no longer in use by Guinness, and a visiting Daily Telegraph journalist in 2008 cast doubt on the veracity of the claims. Pluckley is the location of many supernatural television programs, such as Most Haunted and Ghostly Legends, and episode 22 of the popular How Haunted podcast featured a ghost walk of the village. It still attracts amateur ghost hunters today, Among the most famous reported hauntings is that of the Red Lady or Lady Dering who died in the 12th century, sighted in the churchyard of of St Nicholas. Other reputed hauntings include a ghostly monk, a phantom highwayman and a gypsy woman called Susan Richardson who died in mysterious circumstances. Three of these are all within a few feet and the road junction ghost hunters have dubbed Fright Corner. Daring, or Screaming Wood as it is also known, is said to be a strong focus of paranormal activity. So let's take a look at some of the spirits said to be around Pluckley. The Watercress Lady is an old gypsy woman who made a living by selling watercress at the Crossroads Bridge, who now haunts the area. She died when a spark from the pipe she was smoking supposedly ignited the whiskey that she was drinking, and she set herself a Many people have come forward and said that she can sometimes be seen and heard around the bridge at night. Lady Daring, the White Lady A second Lady Daring is also said to be haunting St Nicholas's Church. The White Lady was the wife of the Baron who owned much of the area. When she died, the Lord Daring was so distressed that he had her body buried in three lead coffins and an oak one in an attempt to stop her body from decomposing. This coffin may have been for the White Lady and not the Red Lady, as some stories tend to conflict. Her ghost has also been seen in the Daring family house library. The White Lady and the Red Lady were indeed related. They are not the same ghost as some say. The most likely relation between them are as sisters or mother and daughter. The Red Lady, a member of the Daring family, again said to be buried within seven lead coffins which is then placed inside an oak coffin and was placed in the crypt in St Nicholas's church. The Red Lady is said to be buried with a red rose in her coffin, hence the name the Red Lady. She is said to be searching the grave for her stillborn child. Many people have also said that walking through the graveyard at night, they have heard knocking coming from within the crypt underground. 
the phantom monk of Greystones. A monk is said to haunt a house called Greystones, formerly called the Rectory Cottage. He may have been involved with the Lady of Rose Court. Why he haunts the house is unknown, although it is possible that he died there. The Colonel of Park Woods. An unnamed man travelled to Parkwood near Pluckley and committed suicide by hanging himself. Now his ghost is seen marching through the woods in full military costume, hence his nickname, Colonel. His ghost is completely harmless and does not appear distressing. Most people who see him don't even know he's a ghost. The Phantom of the Pinnocks. Richard Dicky Bus may be the ghost haunting the ruined windmill near a house called the Pinnocks. The mill was closed down in 1930 and was later destroyed by fire when struck by lightning during a thunderstorm. The phantom is a completely black silhouette and is usually seen before a storm. The Lady of Rosecourt The ghost thought to be the mistress of one of the Daring family haunts the house called Rosecourt. She may have been involved in a love triangle involving the phantom monk of Greystones. She committed suicide by eating poisonous berries and she haunts the house and the gardens between 1600 and 1700 hours and is said to be heard calling her two dogs. Henry Turf. Henry Turf was the headmaster of Smarden School. He was close friends with the Richard Buss in Pluckley. He would travel to Pluckley every Sunday to visit Buss and discuss politics. However, one Sunday, the headmaster from Smarden went missing. He was later found on the land leading to the mills. He had hung himself in a tree Turf's ghost had been seen on the lane hanging from the tree where he killed himself. This ghost was later seen by a newspaper journalist who said that the ghost was dressed in a green blazer and striped trousers. The Screaming Woods These woods are located next to Pluckley, and these woods were originally called the Daring Woods. Most people still refer to them as such. The woods gained the nickname the Screaming Woods because at night it is said you can still hear the screams of the numerous people got lost there and died. It's also been said that a spectral coach being pulled by one and sometimes two horses can be seen. A lady and her husband while returning home from an evening in a nearby village went through Pluckley, a journey not unknown to them. Around midnight the couple reached Pluckley Pinnock Junction. A large well-lit object could be seen making its way toward the couple along the misty road. The couple witnessed a large horse-drawn carriage pass them and vanish into the darkness. The couple maintained they were unable to see inside the carriage. 18th century highwayman Richard Dubois was notorious around Frat Corner, a wooded part of Pluckley Village. It's widely believed that he met his end after a botched robbery attempt. Local lawmen chased Richard Dubois and eventually cornered him against an old oak tree where a bloody fight to the death took place. Eventually Dubois was overcome and a lawman ran him through with a sword and pinned him to the oak tree where Dubois bled out and died on the spot. Some people have said that this bloody battle has been replaced, replayed time after time. A villager has also witnessed the highwayman crossing the road in front of him while he has been returning home after a night out, only for his spectral sighting to disappear once he gets across the road. The now-closed Blacksmith's Arms 
also known as the Spectre Arms, the Spectorian, and the Ghost Arms due to the supernatural reputation it has gained. During the 16th century, the Blacksmith Arms was a forge, and it is said that the premises manifests apparitions such as a Tudor maid who can be seen sitting by the fire, a coachman who stares wistfully from the fireplace also, what was once the public lounge and a cavalier who roams around the upstairs rooms. One report was of loud banging overhead while a former landlady was in the kitchen. While the venue was closed, the banging was said to be heavy, loud footsteps. An eight-year-old boy has also been seen standing at the bottom of the bed during the night. The landlady's dog has been reported to bark at the same spot of the kitchen ceiling and would not go upstairs alone and when accompanied, he would do nothing but bark and growl before cowering. Also in Pluckley, we have the Black Horse Inn, which was built in the 1470s as a dry-moated farmhouse for the prominent Daring family. This inn is no stranger to paranormal activity. Many landlords have suffered due to its supernatural residence, most of them not lasting longer than a year. Its most notable spirit is a poltergeist that has been known to damage heavy wooden furniture, move keys and other objects, as well as rearranging cutlery and taking it out of the dresser. In 1997, a landlady was sat at the bar on her first Sunday afternoon and witnessed the glass on a top shelf shaking. The glass then slid all the way to the edge of the shelf and stopped. Cutlery would move and rearrange itself. It has also been noted that this pub was built on a ley line. Outside the inn, two friends travelled to the inn to investigate the stories for themselves. During the evening, they were parked outside and noticed in the top middle window a curtain moving by itself. The friends chose to wait and see if they could see the cause of the movement. The friends looked away for a second, but upon looking back, noticed the window was now open and could see an eight-year-old boy looking back at them with an incredibly pale face and a dead look in his eyes. His hair was swept to the side and he was wearing a Victorian-style blazer and white top. The friends were shocked to find that nobody else passing by could see the boy or even pay him any attention at all. As the boy's fixed gaze stared back at only them, The boy continued to stare at the friends as they drove away, never once turning his gaze from them. More recently, in 2021, the pub was bought by a couple and started refurbishment works to convert the inn into more of a restaurant, with plans to also implement a genuine haunted escape room. The couple have said they haven't witnessed any any spectral sightings, but there have been strange, unexplained coincidences. A lot of their equipment would break, Not just old equipment, but brand new top-end equipment as well, especially at the top of the building. The couple have been told that the spirits do not like it when things change around. Both the couple have stated they are hardly ever unwell, but have both became ill since being at the pub. Much like the blacksmith's arms, dogs have taken a disliking to certain spots growling and barking before cowering in fear. Going back to the white lady, she is said to stalk both St. Nicholas's Church and the library of the family home, Surrenden Manor, belonging to the Daring family. The grand house was destroyed in a fire back in 1952. 
Her spirit has reportedly been seen by staff from the US Embassy, who used the property as a base between World War I and World War II. One employee who held an all-night vigil one Christmas Eve shot at her ghost with his rifle when she appeared in front of him. The white lady was the wife of the Baron who owned much of the area. When she died, the Lord Daring, being distressed, had her belt, had her body buried inside three lead-lined coffins, which were placed inch into each other, and then placed inside an oak coffin in an attempt to stop her from decomposing. Knocking has been said to be heard, coming from underground of the churchyard where she where she sits, also where the Daring family tomb is. There have been many other notable accounts of spectral sightings and ghostly happenings in and around Pluckley Village. A group of investigators once spent an evening locked inside the church in an attempt to record an interaction with an apparition. In the morning, the vicar entered and asked the tired-looking group how the evening went. The group reported they saw nothing and were not able to record anything due to a dog running around the church all night barking, even though they couldn't see it. The vicar told the group that he doesn't own a dog and keeps no such animal in the church. It's also been reported that a cab driver picked up two women from a night out in Ashford around 2am. The driver dropped them off and left. On his return journey, he drove through Pluckley. Around 2.45 to 3am, the driver stopped to pick someone, on, someone up on the roadside. The driver reports seeing the person approach the car. The door opened, the interior light came on, the driver felt the car rock as the person entered the vehicle, and the door closed and the light went off. The driver set off and after a few seconds of driving asked the person where he was going. The driver was shaken to find that there was no reply and looked in the mirror to find the back seat was empty. If you're ever around Pluckley, check out the most haunted locations such as Fright Corner, Screaming Woods, Devil's Bush, The Miller at Mill Hill and the Blacksmith's Arms. Opinions are divided between villages of Pluckley. Some will happily acknowledge and talk openly. Some are tired and disgruntled with wannabe investigators always swarming to the village. Then there are the ones who are quick to dismiss these stories and even quicker to assert that nothing has ever been seen and it's all made up. Could this be true? Or are they convinced that dismissing and debunking stops the supernatural activity from taking place. What you choose to believe is up to you. Well, listeners, we have now reached the personal accounts segment of our show, where I will be reading testimonials that I have been given. This one comes from Jonathan Antibum, a security officer at King's Cross. Jonathan was working as a night security officer for a construction site in the King's Cross area of North London many years ago. One night while on his break, he went into the basement for a sleep. Jonathan was awoken by a feeling that someone was entering the room. As Jonathan turned around to face the door, he noticed a dark figure of a giant man outside the door. Jonathan moved over to the door and the figure disappeared. Jonathan Putting this down to a lack of rest, went back to sleep. Sometime later, though, Jonathan awoke again with the same feeling. He turned to the door and saw the figure of the giant man had returned, but this time it was inside the room. Jonathan hurried to his feet and moved to the door, and the figure vanished. And Jonathan, though shaken, returned to work. 
The next one is from Darren Nutman of Barnet outside Barnet Church. Darren was waiting for a bus home one evening. Standing outside Barnet Church, Darren noticed a partially blind elderly man trying to look at the bus timetable. Darren approached the male and assisted him. Darren told the elderly gent that he needed the bus after the next one due, which Darren was waiting for. The elderly male asked Darren when was the last time he was inside the church. Darren said he hadn't been in the church in years, but he remembers when they used to let people up into the tower. The elderly man said he enjoys going regularly, as he enjoys the senses and the smell of the incense. Darren's bus arrived, and he again told the elderly man that he needed the next one. Darren stepped onto the bus and turned to say goodnight. But Darren was frozen in shock to find the elderly man had completely vanished. He was nowhere to be seen and couldn't have been hiding behind anything as it was a completely open area. I myself had my sister tell me of an unexplained occurrence that involved my young daughter. I was working nights in a building in Liverpool Street and one particular evening I had forgotten my food and my access pass. My ex-wife had agreed to drop them to me as my youngest sister was over for the evening and she had agreed to listen out for my daughter who was upstairs asleep. My daughter at the time was between two and four years old. We lived in Pollard Close in Royal Victoria, East London on the Custom House side. While my ex-wife was on her way to me, my daughter woke up screaming. My sister rushed upstairs and tried to comfort her, but she wouldn't stop screaming while staring at one particular part of the room. After a few minutes, my daughter abruptly stopped, looked my sister in her eyes and said, it's okay, he's gone now, and went back to sleep. From then on, my sister refused to be alone in the house, and I must confess, I always got uneasy when alone there and felt a very distinct presence and always felt watched. I recall a night laying in bed and I was facing the wall and some, I wanted to turn around but had an overwhelming feeling of dread in the pit of my stomach. I did eventually turn around and couldn't see anything in the room myself but I continued to feel uneasy when I was there alone. Well listeners, thank you for joining us on this eerie journey through the supernatural. If you've enjoyed today's spine-tingling tales then please don't forget to subscribe for more otherworldly mysteries in our upcoming episodes. You can do this at on our Instagram page, at darkwhispers23, where we will keep you informed of upcoming episodes, any interviews, and any guest speakers that we may have on the podcast. You can also send us your own occurrences at darkwhispers23 at outlook.com. Until next time, stay curious, stay cautious, and always keep an open mind to the unexplained. Good night.